Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The first thing we did see on Raw this week was an in-memory graphic for Darren Drozdov, who did very sadly pass away over the last few days. And honestly, that guy... He obviously got paralyzed in the ring. We all know that story. But every time he did an interview, he was the most upbeat dude ever. I mean, he was pretty damn inspiring. So, of course, thoughts with his friends and family. And as ever, let's try and use this just to be a little bit nicer to each other. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. And it is time to take the finger of power and up those downs for WWE Raw. And you're saying, Simon, why have you got your hood up inside? Well, it's National Hood Week. It's come round again, so make sure over the next seven days, you walk around and just put your hood up. That's all lies. Given the WWE has just come back to the United Kingdom, though, we did get a big video package for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view premium live event. And because I was there live for that show, well, I enjoyed it twice as much. And then out came Seth Rollins. Whoa. He really wanted to be a friendly Fred because he went through the whole card and he went, oh, that Jay Uso. He pinned Roman Reigns and then finally went, oh, yeah, I beat Finn Balor too. I mean, you think he would start there, but nope. That's the power of the bloodline. He then turned into a calendar because he told us that SummerSlam was only five weeks away when Cody Rhodes' music hit. And out came the American Nightmare. And this was obviously a little bit of a tease, because what were Seth Rollins and Cody going to do together? But as soon as Codes went to talk, all of a sudden it went dun, 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 dun. And Brock Lesnar was here, and I was like, what the flub is going on? It was even funnier, because Rhodes just sprinted into the entranceway like he was programmed to do this. And they got into it. And if you can believe it, when all is said and done, Rhodes hit the Cody cutter, and it was Brock Lesnar that basically ran away. <laughs> Cody just kicked his ass. Now, this was a little bit unfair because nobody knows why Lesnar was here. Maybe he was going to deliver a lovely fruit basket. The funniest bit is throughout this, I don't know, two-minute segment, Seth Rollins just vanished into the Phantom Zone. Where did he go? Thankfully, we then learned that Rollins hadn't disintegrated into dust because his music was playing again. I was like, he's still in the ring. This doesn't make any sense. And he started talking on the microphone when the Judgment Day interrupted. I was just laughing away. I was like, why are wrestling tropes out of control? Rhea Ripley told Seth straight away that the Judgment here to take over and Damian Priest was all like, oh, look at my money in the bank briefcase. When Rollins did have a good question, he's like, well, you three are here. Where the hell is Finn Balor? Nobody knew. Damien especially was like, listen, world heavyweight champion, you have bigger things to worry about, mainly that I am now Mr. Briefcase. That does make sense. It was also around about this time I realized that Dominic Mysterio has a brand new nickname and he's now going as Dirty Dom. That is so pathetic, it is absolutely brilliant. Damien then pretended that maybe he'll cash in at Survivor Series or the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or the 19th of August, 2476. And I was like, bro, you need to make up your mind. And Seth was like, all right, well, I have a good defense for this. I'm not wrestling this evening, so I'm just going to go out and party 
and then you'll be left with your stupid inanimate object. Rhea then came back with some strange logic, because she was like, well, listen, Seth, I have a women's championship match against Natalia later, so maybe you should have a match too. And that's the equivalent of, hey, man, do you want to come have some dinner with me? Nah, I'm fine, thanks, man. I ate earlier. Have some dinner! Dominic was then trying to talk, but as ever, he got booed out of the building. And it's just so entertaining when Rhea had to translate for him, I suppose. She was like, listen, my dom-dom would like a match with you. Do you accept? But she didn't do a little wiggle. Rollins agreed, even though he knew this was a trap. So this was like Star Wars. And even said the main reason he is saying yes is because he wants to slap that moustache off Dominic's face. And I was like, man. I need that wrestling stipulation. Two wrestlers and the winner is the first person to slap facial hair off the other person's skull. You just know deep down that WWE would do it. So we did go out of our minds to kick off this week's Raw. This went off for ages, but I actually was entertained because what we've done here is we have spent the last six months elevating people up the card. So now you can get away with it. We also set up the show, nothing wrong with that. And we had a surprise from Brock Lesnar and his potential fruit basket. Given that Damian Priest was in the ring, he was going to take on Shinsuke Nakamura. And you know the deal, because he was going to win with the briefcase. He lost and he lost and he lost and he lost. But now that he's got it, he's got to start winning again. This was a really good back and forth with only one criticism I have, because when they were fighting on the outside, do you know what that Damian Priest did? He dropped Shinsuke Nakamura. Ow. Onto Barry Barricade. So that is 83 assaults. And remember, when the Justice for Barry Barricade counter gets to 100, we will hold a funeral for Baza. Because let's face it, if you do get attacked 100 times, you're definitely going to be dead. The absolute best part of all of this, though, is that at one point Shinsuke was on the outside and he went, and he blew a kiss at Rhea Ripley. And Dominic was so mad, he caught it and he threw it back at him. In that moment, that was it. I was like, Pfft. You an all-timer. He did allow Nakamura to go for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, but he failed. I was like, you're pretty experienced, Shinsuke. What happened here? And even when he hit the big knee off the second rope, Damian Priest still kicked out at two. All that did was annoy Mr. Briefcase, though, so he did hit the big choke slam and he got the one, two, three. And I kind of think that Damian Priest, when he does cash in, should win the world championship. I searched my feelings, and I believe it to be true. I totally admit that I was a little bit disappointed when LA Knight didn't climb that ladder, but I am still pumped for Priest. As I said on that old dead Twitter, you can have these two emotions. We're giving it up. When we continued our stories from Money in the Bank, because here came Ronda Rousey, who apparently is now a robot. She was super mad, as you would expect, but there was just a massive epidemic on this episode of Raw, because before she could say anything, <laughs> Shayna Baszler's music hit, I honestly thought about doing a one-off interruption counter, but then I couldn't be bothered. The audio guy must have been exhausted, though, just hitting play all the time. And this, Shane, of my word, she took her opportunity, and I think she just cut the best damn promo of her life. Because she was all like, listen, Ronda, nobody wants to hear you speak. You have spoken for a while now. And even though Ronda Rousey was asking, why did you do this? Her first face was like, ha, I ain't giving you no explanation. I was like, no, Shayna, you absolutely have to give us an explanation. Otherwise, it's all pointless. Thankfully, though, she did do this because she was all like, listen, Ronda, one, you wouldn't even be in wrestling if it wasn't for me. And two, you never paid your dues. You never did any training properly like me. You didn't set up any rings. You didn't have to travel around the place. You just waltzed in and debuted at WrestleMania. And I think it's disgusting. She also feels like Rousey has ruined wrestling for her. I was like, she's definitely channeling the internet right now. And obviously, Ronda then went to beat her up when Shayna Baszler reversed these fortunes and she kneed Ronda Rousey so hard in the face. I felt it. 
like, how did that happen? So you could tell these two are buddies because Baser was just allowed to go off and also just hit Ronda as hard as she possibly could. And if you're wondering, the reason we have hit fast forward on this is because Ronda Rousey is leaving soon, probably after SummerSlam. So because they are best pals, they want to do that match at the pay-per-view premium live event. It works for me, though, because again, because they are close, all the gloves are off. So I bet that match is stupendous. And also, I just love the out of nowhere heel turn at Money in the Bank. Sometimes I just want chaos. I like this. Up. We were then backstage with Maxine Dupree in the Alpha Academy. They weren't very happy. Because Maxine feels like the Viking Raiders are underestimating her, whereas Chad called her the Alpha Queen. And he was just so happy to be fighting on Independence Day, or near to Independence Day. Otis then went, ooh, yeah, like he was Macho Man Randy Savage. And that's when I checked to make sure I was awake. And I was like, nope, that actually did happen. We get in this match later. Which is when we had a tag team turmoil match to determine who would be the brand new number one contenders for the women's tag team championships. Because of course we did. Now I do have to admit my eyebrow rose up a little bit during this because there were some teams that I think one, have never been a team before, or two, have lost a lot and somehow still got into this match. Therefore, we did have Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. That makes sense. Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, who we haven't seen in weeks. Nikki Cross and Emma, who I don't even think have come together before. Although we did get a little bit of a promo beforehand. As well as Tegan Knox and Dana Brooke. Where'd that come from? Thankfully, Katana Chance and Caden Cards were in this. And they do make sense. But you got to give it a down. That was well too random. And just told you, the viewer, yeah, we got this women's division but it doesn't have much depth we should probably have more teams <laughs> but we don't down otherwise though i actually thought this was quite enjoyable especially because raquel rodriguez and Liv morgan the tag team champions were scouting their opponents and i was like yeah i bet some of these teams had never existed before so they need to know if they're any good or not we really went in with green and deville too because they started the thing and they did do away with Candice DeRay and Indy Hartwell pretty easily. I mean, Sonya just need Candice right in the head to get the one, two, three. And when we got to Nikki Cross and Emma, we were telling the story that Nikki is so obsessed with Candice, she forgot she was in a match. Now, look, I know we planted these seeds recently, but we haven't even referred to this in weeks. I mean, Emma was all by herself as Cross literally was like, oh, Candice DeRay doesn't want to have anything to do with me because I'm a bad person. I did laugh, but of course... Emma was totally alone. She got beat. I swear Brooke and Knox then got eliminated during the ad break. Or unless something happened to my recording, so I don't know. So that's pff, the end of that team. When finally we got to our big final, which was Chance and Carter versus these two. Now, I actually thought they all brought it, including this incredible Hurricane Rana off the top rope. And at one point, sure, they did fumble a springboard. But do you know what they did? They shook it off and they got the move done anyway. I was really impressed by that. I was like, Pff, didn't affect you at all. Amazingly, it didn't matter, though, because DeVille stopped them from hitting their finisher. When Chelsea Green was back, she hit her version of the Unprettier, and she got the 1-2-3. So I was like, look, if you are going to make the number one contenders, that's the way to do it. They just whooped everybody. They also are an established team, which works, and I just like the gimmick, and that makes me feel pleased in my tootsie toes, because they have been doing good work for weeks. The only issue is they weren't getting wins, but they just got, like, 92... I'll watch that match. It'll be fine. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But then I had a Bronson Reed video package where I think he said he's inescapable, so he assumed he's turning into a maze when it was time to carry on everything between Becky Lynch and Tristras. Becky Lynch started all of this by cutting a promo going, well, I didn't win at Money in the Bank, so I'm not very happy. However, I do hate Tristras. So get your ass out ready right now. She did arrive with Zoe Stark and she is just wearing this face guard because she, I don't know, broke her face at Money in the Bank. And after Becky Lynch had gone, ha ha ha, you look so stupid. I was like, somebody better ring Nick Cage and John Travolta. She still got a good line in there because she was like, even with this stupid thing on, I'm still better looking than everybody in this arena. And while I would love to fight you, Becky, I can't because I'm not medically cleared. That old chestnut. It also makes sense because you can't really fight if you don't have a face. I mean, what would you even do? And while Lynch was happy to take on Zoe Starks instead, you know the deal. They approached the ring before they went, <laughs> no, we're not doing it, but we will do it next week. And one day I'm going to ask a wrestler, why do you always wait seven days? What are you, Craig David? But he also had one line when she was like, Trish, you're only here to promote your new crappy talent show. I'm like, what the hell is that? I just think that Trish has been killing it recently, especially in that ladder match. I know everyone keeps saying it, but she is almost 50 years old. You've got to give her the props. So we are going to do Zoe versus Bex next week. And of course, when we get to SummerSlam, we'll do Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus round 42 or whatever it is. But I actually like that we're investing time in this, which has become a signature of Raw. I ain't getting mad at it. When Cody Rhodes was back... And man, I laugh. Because he was here to introduce Jackie Redmond, who is our new Raw interviewer. But even though he was in his wrestling gear earlier and had a fight with Brock Lesnar, he had got changed into a wonderful suit. Also, he just went, hey, Brock, I think we should fight anytime, anywhere. Okay, cool. And he left. He also did have the line that him and Lesnar can't coexist on Raw. I was like, that's not true. You have been on Raw for a good old while and you both still exist. One of you hasn't just fallen into the Phantom Zone. That was a lie. Still, Cody Rhodes is so over, it's ridiculous. Like, he came out for round two, and everybody still went, whoa. And the rumor is, when we get to SummerSlam, it is going to be Brock versus Cody in some sort of underutilized stipulation match. So while this was kind of just there, am I excited? The finger says, yes. Yes, I am. Well, it was time for this Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders thing, and it ties into what I was just talking about. This is just a mid-card program, or whatever words you want to use, but we've actually invested a little bit of time, and not only was I ready, but the crowd was too. So after Chad Gable had gone mad as always, and Otis had gone there and done some big men slapping man meat, essentially, we were building to the hot tag to Maxine Dupree. Well, you can laugh at that, and I can laugh at that, and your Auntie Joan can laugh at that. When she did get the slap, 
Everybody lost their minds and she became Prime Bret Hart. I mean, she kicked Valhalla's ass. I mean, it was so good too because she did try for the caterpillar but actually wound up getting kneed in the face. But when Chad Gable hit the moonsault to the outside to take out everybody else, Dupree smashed the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, and she got the win. I can't lie. I was sitting there on my chair and I went, yeah. And it was at that volume two because I watched Raw very early in the morning and I didn't want to wake anybody up. This did feel like we drew a line under the feud too, but I just enjoyed it for what it was. And again, that's how you use the surprise roll-up. It actually got a pop out of me, which wasn't the same later, but we'll get to it. It's absolutely getting an up. Warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. We then learned after Ricochet had almost killed Logan Paul at Money in the Bank, they had got into a fight backstage. I was like, yeah, I understand that. Somebody tried to murder me, I would punch them too. We then cut to an interview with Ricochet though, and the long and the short of it is that next week, they are actually going to have a face-to-face, Ricochet and Logan Paul, which has to mean come SummerSlam, we're gonna get that match. Now you do know what this means too, we're doing it so Logan Paul can get a win. I know that's gonna set everybody off, but let's not even worry about that. We've seen what these two can do together when they are in this squared circle, once again, 2023 is doing that crazy thing. I'm very excited about it. In no universe did I ever think I'd be pumped for a Logan Paul match. Here we are. When we had a right surprise, it was nobody's birthday. For it was Rhea Ripley versus Natalia for the Women's Championship. And while on paper this was 2 plus 2 equals potato, flubbed me sideways. They went in there and they just thumped each other. And it was pretty damn good. Natalia also attacked Ripley during the entrance, so that tied into the whole story they have been telling. And almost instantly, she was going for the sharpshooter. Rhea then belled, so they were on the outside. And I tell you, this spot is going to become commonplace in wrestling. I can feel it in my bones. Because Rhea took Nat's head and she just slammed it into Alan the announce table over and over again. I don't know why I'm laughing. That was pretty damn brutal. Natalia was so mad she then hit a German suplex, the gates, but when they were back in the ring, Ripley once again was just thumping on her. And I was like, has she forgotten what wrestling is? This is chaos. This was the same with the two headbutts that we got and Natalia did one off the top rope, which was like, oh man, that looked like a right clunk. The whole point was that Nat was gonna continue to go for the sharpshooter. And here's the real success story. Nobody in their right mind would have assumed that Natalia was about to win the women's championship, but because they put it together so well, there was like 0.5% of me like, is WWE about to do something crazy? Now they didn't. That's a good night's work. Eventually, Natty was able to apply the shooter of sharps too, but of course, Rhea got to the ropes, and in a blind panic, she hit the riptide. One, two, three. But everybody came out the other end of this smelling of roses. And also, this Rhea Ripley man, she is so damn good at selling. There was one point where I was like, she actually looks worried. It also goes to show why we should be giving wrestlers more time, because you never know. Rhea then kicked the crap out of Natalia when Raquel and Liv came out to make the save. So I suppose what we're going to do is like a six women's tag and you can involve Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Now I do think Ripley needs a proper feud soon, but again, SummerSlam is coming, so it's got to happen. They've got a couple of really good promos from The Miz and Tommaso Ciampa who are having an ODQ match next week. And I'm going to become a repeated record here because once again, this is just a mid-card feud, but we continue to stoke the fires. So now I want to see this fight. Don't know why I'm doing conductor hands. This is all you ever have to do. I liked it. Fizzles had a great line where he said, I've already run one coward out of WWE. That's right. He's talking about Brian Danielson, the feud that will never die. And do you remember what I just said about Rhea Ripley too? 
Boo. But she was backstage when EO Sky founder was all like, haha, I'm now Miss Money in the Bank. Ripley was awesome here because she said, Sky, if you do cash in, it'll be the worst thing you ever do in your life. When she was joined by her Judgment Day pals, they were like, this EO Sky. What an absolute idiot. Ripley also made sure to say that she's gonna take care of Rodriguez and Morgan too. Look, we've now tied it up in a nice little package. I suppose we could go in multiple directions. I never have a problem with that. When we got an angle match, is that a thing? It's now a thing. Now, it did begin with Matt Riddle versus Giovanni Vinci of Imperium. And of course, because Riddle lost that money in the bank, he won in about a minute with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. This one was a mistake. Because I do have to throw a quick down in there, because much like I said on AEW Collision Ups and Downs, people are just once again over-relying on this finish. And we saw how well it could work with the Maxine Dupree thing, but here you were like, well, I've only just seen that. Why are we doing it again? You can just hit your move and win sometimes, or it's wrestling, you can come up with anything you want. Superman could have flown in and helped Matt Riddle. We absolutely should have done that. Down. It did get super good though, because obviously Imperium jumped middle straight away when Drew McIntyre's music hit. Everybody went crazy. He just beat everybody up. And when he was done, do you know what he did? He looked at Gunther, and Gunther looked at him, because this is super serious time. He then also hit the claymore on Giovanni Vinci, who was having a terrible evening, where he turned back to Gunther, and they stared at each other again. So I was like, man, this is wild. I mean, two looks at each other is totally out of control. But let's be honest, if we do this at SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship, you could totally believe that Gunther could win. You totally believe that Drew could win. And in no reality, is it going to be bad? So plug me in. I'm ready. Up. McIntyre also cut a quick promo in the back when Riddle came up and said, thank you so much, Scottish warrior. To the point, they are now going to be tagging next week. Something tells me that is going to go bad. We shall see. Which is when it was main event time, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. I love seeing Dom in the main event. Oh, how far we've come. Rhea Ripley was helping the condom right away. And to be honest, if we ever did Seth Rollins versus Rhea Ripley, I'd watch that. But Seth was still able to go, I'm not going to worry about you. Threw Dominic to the outside. And even though this was about five minutes in, all the crowd was still going, whoa, oh, oh, oh. So don't come in my house and tell me it's not over. I think it got really bad for Seth because even Damian Priest got involved and pushed him off the top rope. And that's where you could see this was going. Because obviously Rollins eventually took everybody out and Priest got so mad just as Seth was about to hit the curb stomp. He got in the ring. He hit the big old choke slam. It was the DQ. Now, if this was any other match, you'd groan like, oh, we're doing this again. But of course, this one made all the sense in the world because all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, maybe Damian Priest is going to cash in. And given that he almost hit Seth Rollins with the razor's edge, well, you could believe it. And then Dom Dom was back. He was like, Damian, cash in. You should cash in. And damn it, this man bought in. We then went narrative crazy, though, because just as Priest was about to do it, it turned out Finn Balor was here. He ran in the ring. And he started to beat up Seth Rollins, who also was having a terrible evening. The thing is, though, because Balor was yelling at Priest and Priest was yelling at Balor, Rollins was like, well, they're just going to get into it. I'm going to sneak off here. This is when it got so good with Dominic. He was basically in tears because he was watching his two parents basically get divorced. He was like, why can't you just get on? I don't want to have two Christmases. I was then absolutely dying because as Seth did sneak away, he grabbed Dominic Mysterio and gave him a pedigree on the floor. And that was so totally unnecessary. 
but I was also very pleased that it happened. This is when the Judgment Day realised what they had done, so they chased Seth Rollins away, but even then Finn and Damo got back into it, and this is why I really like this angle. Like a few weeks ago, I was like, man, don't break the Judgment Day up, it's too soon. But if they are going to split, and they're going to do it over a world title in the main event scene... <laughs> Fair play, WWE. That is well justified. It also meant the last thing we did see was all these teasing what is going to happen here. And at SummerSlam, you could even do Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Finn Balor wins, and then Damian Priest cashes in straight away. Once again, the tum-tum would be going up. Before we do finish, though, yeah. When Damian was whipping Seth's ass, do you know what he did? He hurled him into Barry Barricade. I was like, that's even worse, Damien, because one, you were responsible for the other one we talked about, and two, nobody asked Baz if he was okay with this. He doesn't want to help with a cash-in. Maybe he's a Seth Rollins fan. Anyway, that is 84. That's Damien Priest got mad with power. Which did bring us to the end of Raw, and I thought this was a really good show, given where we are going, and we have integrated the briefcase into proceedings, but this time made it a part of a greater story... That's what WWE has been really good at recently, giving it an up. Now, please do leave me a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's Monday Night Raw and click this video on the screen that is ups and downs for Money in the Bank to get my very, very crazy live outside the O2 Arena views. My name is Time for What Culture. Thank you very much for watching me as always. The ups and downs continue to roll because wrestling never stops and neither do I. Hence why I've assumed this weird position. Like I'm about to throw a discus. Goodbye. Selling a little? or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.